0: Welcome to the show. My name is Michael Lin and this is the MongoDB podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to bring you a conversation with Sean Corton, a leading expert in the field of secrets management and encryption as part of the team at Achilles. Sean sheds light on the critical importance of implementing security measures right from the start of the application development process. In today's episode, we explore the challenges and solutions surrounding identity, encryption, and secrets management, particularly in hybrid and multi-cloud environments. Sean's experience and insights are sure to resonate with developers, architects, and technology leaders alike. Whether you're a seasoned professional or new to the security space, today's episode is filled with valuable takeaways to enhance your understanding and approach to these vital aspects of modern application development. If you like the podcast, please remember to hit the like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know what you're enjoying about the show so we can continue to bring great, informative, and inspiring content. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, Sean. It's great to have you on the show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks, Mike. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Really excited to have our conversation today. Why don't you tell the listeners who you are and what you do?
1: Sure. So my name is Sean Corton. I'm head of solution engineering at Achilles. And what that means is I have a a team of incredible engineers that love to solve problems for our customers on how to really manage and orchestrate all of the secrets in their environments.
0: Hmm. Yeah, security has been a prime focus for MongoDB for quite some time. We've had a number of guests on recently talking about uh, privacy and security and how developers should really be focusing their attention in this space. Talk to me about secrets. What are secrets?
1: So, Secrets is really anything you need to keep private, but I think the, the ones everybody's most familiar with are this things like passwords, API keys, encryption keys, the things that you need as an application developer or a user to be able to uh, get into one system or another in order to perform those actions that you need to make your application work or do your job.
0: Hmm. And this is differentiated from PII, for se.
1: Yeah, so PII is going to be things that you want to keep secret. You need to keep secret. So a phone number, a social mm-hmm. security number, whereas, you know, and those are things that you might want to keep secret. And we do actually have a way at Keyless to keep those things secret as well but the the big focus for me my team achilles is to to help orchestrate those things that enable the communications of these complex environments in the cloud native world today
0: mm-hmm. so achilles is a cloud based solution how does it surface for developers
1: Yeah, it's uh, software as a service, and at the easiest, most simplest level for developers to use it, all they need to do is uh, have a way to authenticate with the platform, and then they can use our APIs, they can use our command line utility, uh, our SDKs, or any number of the different off-the-shelf integrations that we have. Uh, Super simple to get up and running where you just need the account, and you can usually do it in 10 minutes or less.
0: Mm, Great. So what makes Akeyless different from other privacy and secrets management solutions today?
1: So really, being a SaaS provider is a huge differentiator for us. To my knowledge, there aren't any other secrets management SaaS providers on the market today. We handle all of the disaster recovery, high availability for our customers so that they don't have to manage multiple clusters or complex configurations. And one of the ways that we're able to do that is with our customer gateway, which is just a stateless Docker container that you insert into your environment, and that's where all of your encryption and decryption operations actually handle. So it takes the place of a large on-premises or on-cloud cluster of infrastructure.
0: Mm, Yeah. So I was going to ask you about that. Like, what are people doing today that they would benefit from migrating to an Aquila solution?
1: So. Today, people are using a lot of different solutions to manage and orchestrate their secrets. They may be using something on-prem or on cloud from an independent provider, or they may be using a cloud provider's built-in solution specifically. And these are great in that they're using something. If you're not using something, please use something. Uh, (laughs) One of these solutions today, please, please don't keep your secrets in a spreadsheet, (laughs) but if you are in one of the modern environments where you're using either hybrid cloud or multi-cloud, or you're even thinking about going to a hybrid or multi-cloud solution, you start to lose the ability to uh, centrally manage all of your secrets which means that you can have secret drift. It means that your developers have to learn multiple ways to work with secrets, to retrieve them, to store them, to manage the access controls. So with our solution, what we really want to do is provide a single interface for all of your secret systems. And we can do that by storing all of those secrets for you directly in our platform, but we also have integrations for other secrets management solutions. So we can provide the ability to manage your cloud-based secrets through our external secrets manager, where we're not actually storing those secrets. They still live in your cloud provider, but we're providing that one interface, that one way to manage everything. So you get one set of APIs, you get one set of SDKs, This makes it possible for developers to create an application that's going to work in any environment, cloud, Kubernetes, on-prem, and only have to do that development once in order to get the retrieval of those secrets to authenticate with the next part of your platform.
0: Mm. Well, how specifically, I, I know we've got a lot of listeners that are in the MongoDB space, they're probably using MongoDB Atlas. How does Achilles integrate with MongoDB?
1: So we integrate using the API keys. So I actually went through the other day and I hadn't set it up personally yet. So I went to go and set it up and it was really actually pretty straightforward. You just create your API key in the organization. You, this is for Atlas, and you add it into your project or you invite it to your project. And then there's a little bit of configuration on the Aquila side for the authentication method. And then you provide it what those cradle capabilities are. And then you can start doing things like rotating secrets or creating dynamic secrets, or if all you want to do is store your secret credentials in there, you can do that absolutely separately and then just retrieve them from your, you know, IDE and use them to authenticate. So a bunch of different ways to do it, but we aim to be as compatible as possible.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a great solution. So if I can, if I can set it up and configure it once in Atlas, and then rotate the keys, you're telling me I can rotate the keys from the Aquila side?
1: Yeah, so that's one of the things that we really wanted to do. We actually developed the capability to create dynamic users first. So we call it dynamic secrets, where it's an ephemeral just in time user. But in order to do that, you still have to authenticate with the platform. Mm-hmm. So that's where we built the ability to rotate secrets. So using the, the APIs, we're able to go through and specify a rotation schedule, rotate the user that is used to provide access to, or to create those dynamic users so that you always have rotating credentials and no longstanding credentials.
0: hmm so just to make sure I am, I'm understanding this, so <laughs> the, you're leveraging from the aquila side, the, are you using the Atlas admin API? Yes. Oh, fantastic. So that, that would greatly simplify it for sure. Yeah. So where do folks get more information about Akilis?
1: Achilles? So akilis.io, our website there, you can find things like our documents page. So all of our documentation, fully public for everybody to read and use. We also have a tutorial site. I don't know if that's, that's pretty new. I don't know if it's linked to off of our main page, but tutorials.akilis.io. And then we've also got a community Slack. If you want to join and ask questions or find out more information, always happy to jump in and, and help people sort of figure out the best way to use our platform.
0: Yeah. How long has Achilles been in existence? When did you start?
1: So we were founded in 2018, and this is where our founders were thinking about there's got to be a better way to manage all of these secrets because they they were working with a bunch of different ones. And they went and said, OK, well, first, let's you know figure out how we want to do this. And then about two years ago, we started selling and we've been going like gangbusters since then.
0: That's great. I love to hear success stories. Do you have any customers you can talk about?
1: Simpris was one of our uh, first or earliest customers. And when they came to us, they were looking for a better solution for managing all of their secrets, moving from, you know, a, a different solution. What they really needed was something that they could roll out for their 12,000 employees and be able to do this quickly and have them be able to work with it simply and easily. And what they found within a very short amount of time is that they were able to roll it out. The, 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 their entire community was able to adopt it. And this was because of the simplicity of the SaaS platform. But also because of the SaaS platform, they found that they actually had a 70% cost reduction overall across, you know, the, the entire secrets management, operation within their, their organization. On top of that, based off of the previous solution, they found they had 270% higher adoption rate due to the ease of working with the APIs and the off the shelf integrations. Mm. So. If you'd like to know more about that, we actually have uh, a, a complete PDF testimonial on our website. Uh, yeah, we'll link to that the, for sure. Yeah, case studies.
0: Yeah. So I want to get some, some links. I'll remind listeners that they can check the show notes for all the links to things we're talking about today. And so, you know, managing secrets is, I mean, you need some high trust. You need to be able to trust the partners that you, that you bring into your infrastructure, into your stack. How do you go about increasing the level of trust with your customers?
1: (laughs) That is a great question. It is the, the, the most concerning question that people have when they come to us uh, asking about how Achilles works. And what I alluded to uh, with the founding of Achilles is what we built with the, the foundation for enabling zero trust, which is a patented technology that we call DFC or distributed fragment cryptography. And what this is, is it's a new way for in providing encryption. So where we actually have multiple encryption keys that comprise the entirety of the encryption key. Mm -hmm. And we distribute those fragments or those keys across all three of the big public cloud providers within our SaaS environment. And then we provide our customers the ability to generate their own fragment using that stateless gateway. And now you are using effectively four virtual fragments to perform encryption of all of your information. So with the customer having access to one, it's how do we say it, you know, having 99% of the encryption key is the same as having 0% of the encryption key. So that is how we really enable the the zero trust with the the DFC technology.
0: Mm. So and, true multi cloud.
1: Oh, true multi cloud, absolutely. Cloud native, born in the cloud and developed in the cloud, API first, microservices all the way.
0: Yeah. What do you say to folks? I still run into some customers that are like, look, I'd love to use your solution, but I just can't go to the cloud.
1: You know, I, I understand that and I respect that. That is something that I still hear probably once a week. And, you know, that's. That's where you're at as an organization today. And, you know, that is just the way it's going to work. We can't help you, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. if you can't use a cloud solution, but usually we can do away with any of those misgivings by talking about how DFC works. So enabling that level of zero trust where you effectively own all of your, your data. It never leaves your environment unencrypted. And, you know, we're, we're able to meet SOC 2 compliance requirements doing this. And, you know, we also have FIPS 140-2 Type 1 certification. So we find that for many of those people who have an objection, those objections go away unless there's something that is purely policy-based or within the organization that prevents the use of any SaaS
0: forms. Yeah, so if you're ready to to make the move to the cloud, this is a way to unify your secrets management. That's Absolutely. great. And you talked about some some really impressive numbers with Simpress, um. But let's talk about scale. Like, when in the journey of an app to success, you know, what number of secrets does somebody need to start thinking about a solution like Achilles?
1: That's a a, a fun question, and I don't know if everybody's going to like my answer. But I think the the right time to start thinking about how you're going to manage your secrets is before you write the first line of code, mm. because this is one of those things that becomes built into your way of operating as a developer, as a team, as a company. If you start by hard coding secrets and you know sharing them through unsecure means, That's the way that you're going to keep doing it. So making a transition later to a secrets management, secrets orchestration platform is going to take a whole bunch of refactoring in your code. It's going to take a change in the mindset. So start when you start. Uh, do Mm. Do not wait to do that. And that's one of the reasons why we tried to make things so easy for developers to use and adopt it, is so that it is something that isn't a big barrier to entry. Look, in the the world of modern software development, nobody wants to slow down in order to implement security. So what we want to do is we want to make security so easy that it, it just becomes part of the workflow. It's like, okay, well, that's not so bad. I don't have to go through an audit. I don't have to go through and import 14 libraries. I don't have to, you know, figure out how to do encryption. I just have to make a couple of API calls and I'm done. So mm. start at the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's that's great advice. I think that makes so much sense, especially when you consider all the decisions that you make at the outset are literally creating technical debt in some form or another. And you can eliminate that by making really smart decisions at the at the outset. That said, there's a cost to this. So what's the revenue model and and what can somebody expect to pay for a solution like Achilles?
1: So we've got three different ways uh, that you can sign up uh, for Achilles. Uh, The first is we have a free tier. So we want everybody to be able to sign up uh, and experiment with it and see how easy it is to use. There are some limitations to that that I can get into if you'd like. But then we've got two other ways for the, the more business oriented startup or enterprise oriented. So we have a, a team model where you can sign up and pay monthly using a credit card. So subscription model, and it's $15 per user per month or per client per month. I can talk about what clients are in a sec if you'd like. Sure. And then, you know, for the enterprises, you know one of the things that we found is a lot of enterprises, they have so much secret sprawl. They have no idea how many clients they have, no idea how many secrets they have. So in those cases, what we'll do is we'll spend some time working with them to do a bit of discovery and make a best guess at what they're gonna need. And then we set you up with uh, an annual billing, uh, either for a certain number of clients and secrets or for an unlimited number of clients and secrets.
0: Mm. Okay, so let's say I have very little experience implementing uh, a secrets management solution. Do you offer guidance in some way as head of solutions engineering? <laughs> is that part of your role?
1: Yeah, that, that's what my team does. That's what we love to do. We, we come from a bunch of different backgrounds. But the one thing we all have in common is we just love solving those problems and helping design solutions. So mm. yeah, come let me know. We'll 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 get the team on the phone and we'll discuss how what your problems are or where you are even just starting, and we'll help point you in the right direction.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. And speaking of like different backgrounds, what's your background? How did you get into to this role?
1: Oh goodness, so I've uh, I've been all over the place, but. Starting in the mid-2000s, dating myself here, I spent uh, a number of years in security. And then after being in security for a while, I went back into sort of infrastructure. So my background is systems engineering, network engineering, security engineering, then cloud engineering, everything except databases. So sorry, I, I have worked with so many DBAs and I love them. I am so grateful for them because that's just one of those things that never clicked for me, but when I really got into the, the beginning of the, the DevOps movement back in the the early 20 teens, started having to try and automate everything and figure out where things were. And from there, I went into consulting for DevOps and digital transformations. And this one problem kept coming up, which Mm -hmm. was how do we deal with those secrets? How do we deal with identity? and that continued through various roles until I landed at Achilles about about 13 months ago mm. and one of my friends was actually had been working here for a year and he's like hey we've got this great solution you should really check it out and immediately I saw how it could solve so many of the problems that my clients and customers had been having with being able to prove identity and work with secrets in the the hybrid and the multi cloud environment. So just I think it was I spent an hour playing with the product and I was like okay, I'm sold. This is something significant here and joined up and haven't looked back since. That's great. That's
0: So what what else is involved in the role? You're working with customers? Are you leading a team? And what's that like? Have you have you made a transition from individual contributor to 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 a leadership role?
1: Yeah, so I am the, the official head and leader, and I came in at that level. When I came in, though, there was only one person on my team. Now I think we are up to seven, and we're actually hiring more. And you know, I, I am the, the head of the team. I don't like to think of that. I'm a big believer in servant leadership. So I'm a part of the team. I'm out there working with customers all the time, just like everybody else on the team. But we are spread across U.S. and Europe, Middle East, and lost my train of thought. I don't know what I was trying to say there. <laughs> That's okay. we are talking about the team size. <laughs> team size, yes. So we've got three solutions architects here in the U.S., plus a dedicated developer that is helping us work on tools to create easier and better user experiences. And then in Tel Aviv, where we're based, we have two more solutions architects working with Europe and Middle East. And we're looking to hire more solutions architects mm. to, so, to work with our customers.
0: So where can folks go if they're, if they're crafty with secrets management in the security space? Where, where can they go if they want to look at the, the job roles?
1: Uh, keyless.io. And if you click on the company, you can go down to careers. You're going to see all of the postings that we have there. I think customer enablement, customer success is really important to us at Achilles. So that's why we're investing in growing my team, Solution Engineering, as well as the rest of our customer success team. So I think we're looking for success managers and account managers right now.
0: Fantastic. Well, hopefully we can get some folks over there, raise the awareness. Again, you can check the show notes for links. We're going to have links to everything we mentioned today. There's one more thing I wanted to to bring up, I mean, I mean, listeners are are very aware that MongoDB is is acutely uh, tuned to the security space. We want to offer flexible options in the security space. And one of the ways we do that is through field level encryption or queryable encryption. And as folks listening may know, you can secure the data using queryable encryption. But I think a keyless is a different solution. It's It's more of a a, a unified secrets management rather than the data at rest. Is that is that correct? How do you see the the comparison between field level or queryable encryption for MongoDB and and the solution that Achilles offers?
1: So, I think it's great what Mongo has built into the platform for queryable encryption and this is great, but it's like you said, you know, we we want to make it that so that you have one place in order to go for your encryption so if you need to be able to insert something in there you have what two different options with the the queryable encryption and correct me if i'm wrong here so you have local key management and then you have the ability to integrate with a key management service so Local key management is good for development, but I don't think that that is the best option for production environments because you still have the ability to potentially lose sight of that key and you have to manage it sort of out of band from the rest of your secrets program, your security program. So when you get into the ability to use something like a KMS, this is a lot better. But again, how do you enable that across multiple cloud providers? So coming back around to a keyless is the gateway into managing all of those different things. So what we want to be able to enable is having that one interface to, to manage all of these keys. The ability to manage Your security and your encryption directly within, you know, MongoDB, MongoDB Atlas is great, but here's the thing. MongoDB by itself is probably not the entirety of your application. It's not your entire application stack. So each time you introduce a new component into that, what you have to do is learn a whole new way of controlling Cruddle you have to learn a whole new way of doing the encryption you have to have a new way to manage your keys and this creates a lot of i don't i don't know if you want to call it toil or or churn when you have to do different things different ways and the problem here is that you either need to automate that all by learning all these different things and then automating it or you have to rely on humans to do these things and while I love humans, humans don't really do well at doing repetitive things over and over and over again, because we, we seek out the interesting, we, we seek out the novel. So these other things are best left to the machines that are going to be able to do those repetitive things for us. So Achilles, what we want to do is make it so that you do this once. And you can do it for all of your applications and you can do it in all the same ways. So create, read, update, delete, list. Okay, what things need which of those? Let's specify that. So your application needs, you know, read and list only. So we can define that and assign that particular role to your application that is going to be interacting with Atlas. You need to do the same thing for say an intermediate API or microservice. So, okay, you need to be able to specify permissions. We can do that there. Or if you're bringing in another database, you know, MongoDB is great document database. Sometimes you need other databases. So how do you do that? Instead of learning all these things, do it here. We can apply that same level of access to multiple different applications at the same time programmatically easily Thus, removing so many opportunities to introduce issues where you could specify something incorrectly and inadvertently assign some application the ability to delete. When you accidentally delete a data record. That is just a really bad thing in this modern day. It's the data that we have in our databases is central to everything we do. It is so important for us to be able to protect that, not just from exposure, but from accidental manipulation or deletion. Because what happens when that data is gone? If You it, you might not be able to recover it. Mm. So how to, let's control that in a unified way and in a way that developers don't have to worry about it.
0: Thanks so much to Sean and to you, the listeners. Make sure you check the show notes for links to all the resources we talked about during this episode. And remember, hit the like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know what you liked about the show. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.